0: Go,
1: me go. Yeah, um, you know the story. You just reviewed it, though. You know it better than I do. Though.
0: Our story.
1: Our story. Um, you know our story.
0: <laughs>
1: I do. I don't need. I don't need to <laughs> blog for that.
2: That was Cynthia and Jeremy Pollock. They're both members of the San Francisco League of Pissed Off Voters. In fact, they met each other through the league and got married last year. I'm Jeff. And this is Storied San Francisco. We recorded this episode in the back porch area of Virgil's C Room on September 11th, 2017. That day, that anniversary, was windy and on the verge of raining. Things were dark, but they got a little darker when I asked them about Election Day 2016. Here are Cynthia and Jeremy. Uh. <laughs> yeah
0: wow did we 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 started the day with lit drops right uh yeah Yeah. do you know what a lit drop (laughs) so you get up in the morning at I don't know like uh five o'clock in the morning that th- we also have a ha- not a happy hour but we have a pub crawl that we do on election eve with the harvey milk club and so we are always hung over election day or at least i am and then mm-hmm. and then we start we get up at 5 a.m you have to get to um like a campaign headquarters and this is not for the league of pissed off voters this is like volunteering for a campaign and so we Got up really early and we went and they give you like bags and lists with addresses and names and you have to go and actually put door hangers. I've done that. Okay, so that's yeah. lit drops. <laughs>
1: I'm just
2: like, tell me what
0: to do. Yes.
1: Yeah. The idea was to get a door hanger on every doorknob or every election day voter that had the sticker that told them where their polling place was before people go get up and go to work. So. Yeah.
0: So we did that, and mm-hmm. then we and hung. A little hungover. Yeah,
1: a little hungover, a lot tired. Out in the Excelsior for... It was hot.
0: Yeah, and it was, it was like, so freezing hot freaking hot. In November. I remember
1: that. Yeah, and it was, mm-hmm. like, every house had, like, the stairs up to the door. And like, so over a garage. Like, yeah, <laughs> so it was just, like, Stairmaster Precinct in, like, sweltering heat. Um,
0: yeah. And then we hung, hung out and, like, handed out guides. And then... You like grab dinner, and then we had an election night party, and it was set to be at El Rio, and then we were going to have Virgil's as a backup, and Virgil's where we are right, where we are right yeah. now, Virgil's Sea Room, and so they share a back patio, like divided by a, p- a fence, and so, so then we we were, I think I we ate across the street. I was uh, you, so were, you I were was at out in
1: the Excelsior at. Um, the the Kim Alvarenga party and so I'd been you know knee-deep with the Kim Alvarenga campaign and was like watching the results come in for that district and just sort of like in the back of my mind hearing talk of you know Ohio and and Mm -hmm. Philadelphia and Pittsburgh and all these things and so the league party was here at El Rio and it was like a mob scene right it was like impossible for people to get in
0: yeah i w- I w- grabbed some food across the street because um I was like, you know I need to get some food I haven't really d- you know before this night, and Probably then either i way you're gonna yeah either way, yeah, like celebrate or commiserate and so so I was across the street and then I was like, We are never gonna get in you know it was uh, to el rio because um it was just so packed, and then people were everywhere watching um results and like places that usually have sports on we're watching the election results and so when we got to like i got a text message from another league member saying hey we can't get in our party (laughs) and so i was like oh okay well let's go over there and it was the the same person that does the door for um hard french which was my favorite party in the city but is no longer um And she, I know, and so she recognized me, and um, I told her what was up, and we had a whole crew, I think it was like 10 of us, and then she said, okay, stand to the side, and we'll let you in. And so we go in, and I'm doing my sort of normal league thing, which is like updating all the Department of Elections results on butcher paper while everybody else is like watching the national election
1: yes yeah, so we sort of put up butcher paper to track all the local results as the, the the new results come in to track how it's moving and changing and yeah it was like weird moment of realization that like oh proposition G or H maybe doesn't matter so much <laughs> when um, we just elected a fascist so yeah
0: and then I remember, um, you know, we were kind of, we had, there were speakers and, you know, people were like excited about some things and obviously very upset about where everything was headed, looking at the electoral college map. And so I remember um, broadcast Stewart came up and just like collapsed onto me, like he just like, I just held him, and we just sobbed, you know, when we realized, like, everything that was going on. And I got I got a text message from a friend, and she was like, I need to know, because you know about politics, how can this happen? And I was like, I don't know. Democracy? Like, I just—and then I was like, God, that was the worst thing to say. I mean, I don't know, because— <laughs> I know like why did this uh, happen in real time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's well. that cynical quote of societies <laughs> tend to get the governments they deserve like yeah it's kind of a harsh way to think about it but yeah. yeah yeah it was surreal um yeah a lot of just shell-shocked people and people crying and also sort of having fun and remember a crew of folks took off to go march to the Twitter building to go protest Twitter's um, enabling of Trump or something. Yeah.
0: Was it that night or the next night? We had someone that um, that we know that doesn't live in the city anymore, but that um, had a suicide attempt. And it just like... Mm. That's, and I was just... I think I was so... I was so angry at people who were just like Hillary and Trump same difference and I was like no 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 and it just I think the whole election we had you know we had differing opinions on you know just like the non-Trump candidates Um, but it was this sort of feeling that um, there was no winning there was no winning and then and I think I think if at least for me, I was just like, Local is what matters and we should stay focused on local and then I was like, God, what the hell was I doing? When I was not in you know, I knew a lot of people that went to swing states and I was like, I could have flown to Florida and like campaign there or something. I just I guess that's why I felt like Yeah. That I that I should have seen seen it coming more. I think we saw Van Jones give a presentation and he was he was really just like at a fundraiser it wasn't like a big you know audience and he was just like this is how it's going to happen he saw it coming for sure um just on a personal level van jones is hard to talk to one-on-one he like kind of vansplained us like he (laughs) we had a kind of weird interaction with him but i was like he's right i i see this you know I don't know it's a take off of Rebecca Solnit's mansplained, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Cynthia
1: trademarked that, yeah never, I
0: you've heard never heard
1: of yet, I don't you should know, check like, the, the internet to see yeah yeah, mansplained, mansplained. yeah. <laughs> absolutely he's brilliant yeah. he's so, so mm-hmm. brilliant
2: and just
0: <laughs> uh, phenomenally like uh like. Producing like he has, you know, nonprofits, and he's doing a CNN gig, and like taking care of Prince's affairs, and like he's he's busy. busy dude. Yeah. he's busy. He does not drink alcohol. He he runs on adrenaline. <laughs>
1: so <laughs> that was part of the Vance planning. Is like you were at sort of like, hey, let's chat and discuss this speed, and he was at like CNN, Meow. you know, panel fighting chase. off all the assholes there, and just like bam, 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 I'm gonna. Edgemancetia. Yeah.
0: yeah. And yeah. So So go, going back to like election night party and sort of that processing. It's it's kind of interesting to be thinking about that like literally in the spot where we were, you know? And to think about elections coming up and I feel sort of broken a little like I don't even know where to start and in many ways yeah in many ways I feel like I'm just sort of back in that same sort of shell-shocked time of like that party of like well now what so I mean there's a lot you know fighting what's going on and resisting and local stuff and you know where we can fight off things and inch forward with progress and legislation, but also just like, man, it's just, I'm at a loss for words.
2: Since that day we recorded, there's been a glimmer of hope. Election Day 2017 saw women, trans people, and people of color all over the nation winning local and state-level elections. Well, that's it for this episode of Storied San Francisco. Music is by Otis McDonald, also known as Joe Gale. Film photography on the website is by Michelle Kilfeather, whose show Walking to Boozland is up at Emperor Norton's Boozland. Follow Storied SF on Twitter and Instagram at Storied SF. We're on Facebook at Storied San Francisco. The website is StoriedSF.com, and you can email us at StoriedSF at gmail.com. If you want to hear me talking about this project, Aaron at Bitch Talk interviewed me for that podcast. It's available all the places we are, and also at bitchtalkpodcast.com. Thanks to Jeremy and Cynthia for sharing their story with me, and thank you for listening. Check back next week for an all-new episode of Storied San Francisco.